TalkZone.com. Now, TalkZone presents Two Guys and a Mic, your mid-morning break sports talk show. It's a passionate yet lighthearted look at the world of sports, featuring the coach, John Cohn, and the big dog, Joel Radwanski. They'll recap the games from yesterday, look ahead to the matchups tonight, and cover a lot more in between. Now, Two Guys and a Mic on TalkZone.com. He shoots three from the corner. It's Welcome everybody, TalkZone.com, two guys and a Mike. Thank you so much for joining us here on a football Friday, one of the final, one of the very final football Fridays of the year as the uh, high school and college football seasons have long since been completed. The NFL going to come to a close in a couple of weeks, so we will find out after this weekend who is going to be our championship compatriots, who will be in the Super Bowl. Some interesting matchups will it be at Pittsburgh? And a Green Bay, will it be a Bear and a Jet? Will it be a Bear and a Pittsburgh? Will it be a Green Bay and a Jet? Which combination will it be? Who knows? Maybe the NFC will just pack it in and the Jets and Pittsburgh. By forfeiture will play in the Super Bowl. You never know. Strange things could happen. Big Dog and a Coach with you right up until 11 o'clock. And our phone number if you want to join us. Talk some football and more with us. 888-463-6748. Without further Joseph ado, let me welcome in my good partner. The telecommunicative one. Mr. Joel Redwanski. Joel, how are you, buddy? Uh, coach, uh, I've been in a three-point stance for the last four hours. I, I can't move my neck now. Really? Yeah. Remember this time we did the show together, both of us in the three-point stance. Uh was a little uncomfortable because you were facing the, the uh, opposite way. But um, we only got called for holding. I think uh, you pulled out early a couple times, but we were okay. A couple of penalties. I couldn't pull out early enough, Coach. 888-463-6748. That's the phone number, ladies and gentlemen. Big dog and a coach. Bad taste. Sports talk radio at its finest. And uh, if you can get out of the three-point stands for the next 56 minutes and 12 seconds, big dog, we have lots of things to talk about. As soon as the show's over, right back into your three-point stance. I know you're fired up for a football weekend. I also just realized that Barry Bond's perjury trial is actually today. Barry Bond's perjury trial? Can you believe it? I mean, all the stuff that we've been talking about, and all of a sudden that gets dropped in our lap. I'm more into the. I don't the, want to um, talk too much about it, but. Well, I'm more into the perjury trial of. I don't know if it's perjury, but uh, what's the guy's name, David? Our, our ex police department chief, Joe uh, Burgess, or what? The guy who slapped around and tortured all these people all along, and now he's living, living large down in Southern Illinois, and this fine guy's finally, hopefully, going to get his comeuppance. Head of the Coach. Chicago Police Department. I'm, his, his name escaping me here, but that trial is today, Big Dog. And if I were there, I'd, I'd be in the courtroom standing and applauding every single month he gets in jail. Only 23 people Joseph, were wrongfully convicted, Coach. Come on. Yeah. It's not that big of a deal. Joseph Berge. Right? Joseph Berge, is that the name? Right? I thought you had it right with Burgess. I thought it. I think it's Berge. John Berge. John Berge. What a slime dog. I mean, how despicable. I, I want to talk Bear Packer football, Big Dub, but how despicable for your own for your own uh, pride of your police department so you could say you caught somebody and locked them up, or maybe just your general racial hatred. You actually beat up and torture people into making admonitions that they committed a crime they didn't. You lock them up and you have that on your 
conscious, and apparently it didn't bother his conscious. Lock that son of a Don up. Oh, no, he deserves to be hung, Coach. If there's yep. anybody yep. that deserves to be treated like a, a traitor, mm-hmm. is this guy. He deserves to be hung and killed. No question about it. No question. By the way, speaking of that, uh, the death penalty, and I know we got to get to Packer Bear football, Jets at Pittsburgh football, football Friday, but you never know what you're going to get on two guys in a bike. The death penalty, big dog, in the fine state of Illinois uh-huh. was uh, taken off the books. No more death penalty. I'm not oh, sure if you're bad. an advocate or a promoter thereof, but uh, they did abolish in the Illinois, not nationally, the death penalty recently. No, no, Coach, I, I have to admit I'm not a big fan of the electric chair. No. I think they should do away with that. I think they yeah. should get themselves an electric couch. No, the electric chair. Like very, four or five people. Very, oh, so like a group. A group. Yeah. Thing. Okay. I might as well save time, save electricity, get it all done. Now, yeah, the electric chair, you're you're way behind the times. That's passe. I mean, you're talking like the fax machine compared to, uh, you know, the high-speed Internet at this point. The electric chair has come and gone. That's like the ski lift and skiing. Much more, much more uh, uh, user friendly. If you, <laughs> I don't know how you call the death penalty user friendly, but but without <laughs> without getting too deep, yeah, wrong term I'm sure, but I think you know what I mean. Without getting too deep into it, big dog and I had talked to David Olson, our producer, about this, and I, you know me, I'm a pretty liberal guy, a pretty uh, optimistic guy, very nonviolent guy, but there are some people, some folks who are bad enough, disgusting enough. What they've done is disgusting enough where they just need to be put away permanently asleep. Yeah, I'm with you on that. So you're talking like gas chamber lethal injection? Yeah, I like the, I'm a big fan of the lethal injection. You know, I, I think we should, uh, like, use lions and tigers, kind of like uh, how they used to back in the, in, in the Roman Coliseum. Mm-hmm. Go, back to I mean, our, go back to our nomadic roots, sort of. I mean, they shouldn't be killing Christians okay. or anything like that, but, you know, just, you know, somebody like I, I think that's a good pay-per-view. Possibly a stone throwing? Oh, a stoning. There's a Now, stoning is actually, that's pretty effective, Coach. You put it in the hands of the people, mm-hmm. literally. Well, I, I, I could not be an advocate for stoning in any way, shape, or time, but if John Berge, the ex-police chief, were, uh, were going to meet that final demise, there's a slight chance I'd be on the outside of that circle, pick up a little rock, and maybe contribute. Contribute to the cause. <laughs> Very rare, rare examples. He might be one of them where I might be tempted to. At any rate, David, I know you are a, a strong uh, death penalty advocate. Not that you're some crazed, maniacal individual, but... Yeah, some guys just gots to go. Yep. That, that's all there is to it. Yep. If you're going to brutally murder, like, 20 prostitutes and build a, bury them in your crawl space, yep. you got to go. Sorry. We don't need to do a lot of a lot of fanfare. We don't need the group electric couch that Big Dog is just lethal injection very quietly. You're done. That's it. Some some people, Big Dog, say that's too easy for some of those vicious criminals. I I, I kind of agree with them, Coach. I mean, I, I have no problem. It, it like almost eye for an eye. Mm-hmm. But then again, you know, just do away with them. You know okay. what I mean? We we have to have some civility. I, I understand that. Okay. But, Very good. Yeah, I, I, I have. I'm a big fan of the of the death penalty, coach. Not wrongful death penalty. No. No. I don't think anybody's a fan of wrongful death penalty. All right. Now that we got rid of the political sociological element of our show in the first six minutes, can we get back down to a business? It's really not a football weekend, big dog. It's a football Sunday. It's a college basketball Saturday. 
But the uh, football is all centered on about six and a half hours of Sunday uh, action with the Bears-Packers first, and then, of course, the Jets and the Steelers. You going to be watching from your uh, homestead, or are you going to go on local? Are you making an appearance on behalf of our show, maybe? Uh, no, I had somebody tease me and, and say that they got a ticket for me. I didn't think that was very funny. Wow. Because okay, I, I would have went, scalped it, and, and came home. That would have really upset that person, though. You know, so like, you know, they spent mm-hmm. five hundred bucks on a ticket, and I would have scalped it for a thousand. You know, paid them back yeah. the five hundred and actually used it for my mortgage. So, well, you know, that's—I mean, that's what I was planning on doing, coach. But no, instead, I'll be watching it at the house. Why did this uh, person tease you about having a ticket? I don't—I have no idea, coach. I guess it's a joke, you know, like just okay. something like, "Hey, I got a ticket for you," blah blah mm-hmm. blah type deal. All right. uh, that 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 person keeps up that attitude. Uh, he or and or she might be ready for your special little couch that you devised earlier in the show. <laughs> Goodness gracious, not not a whole lot of humor there. But uh, eh, Bear Packer. Uh, by the way, we are going to make our beat the schmoes football picks, Jets and Steelers, and then uh, the third game, Big Dog. We said you or the third pick in our beat the schmoes contest. We do it every football Friday. Here can either be the over, the under, or if any of our fans want to pick a college basketball or NBA game. Uh, they can do that also as the third choice, correct? Oh, absolutely, Coach. There's some big games around uh, around the country this weekend. You have uh, Ohio State going into Illinois Woo! tomorrow. Wow. Big game. 11 o'clock tip-off. It'll be on the cone DVR machine. I'll be watching probably about 6 o'clock Sunday morning. That's, that's, a, uh, that's a good way to take care of your day off, Coach. Wake up at 6 o'clock in the morning. Oh, and watch. no, no. If, if I can make it through, uh, i got a pretty busy Saturday, Big Dog, but if I can make it through the day without finding out the score of that game, check out my Sunday schedule. I am as excited as I've ever been about a sports spectating day for Sunday. It might start off with me, a nice hot cup of coffee in Illinois and Ohio State on the DVR. Okay. Then at about 10.30, hop in the car, head about 20 minutes east to beautiful Welsh Ryan Arena at Northwestern, and I get to sit uh, front and center watching my below. I'm not exactly front and center. My tickets are kind of up and way to the left, but sounds better to say front and center. Wisconsin at Northwestern, great atmosphere. The only It'll be a full house. The only negative thing for the Northwestern fans is even though it's a home game, two-thirds it will be Wisconsin fans. You know, it's like that for football games, not so much for basketball Oh, games. yes, it is. Oh, yeah. The, the, <laughs> yes, it is. The Badger fans for basketball, I mean, they're avid football fans. Believe me, basketball, especially the last 15 years when they've been good, they turn out in large number. I guarantee they'll be more red than purple. Oh, I'm not saying they don't travel. Well. I just thought for some reason. Normally, Northwestern does sell out most of Welsh Ryan Arena, though. So usually there isn't that many extra tickets. Mm-hmm. But I'll have to agree with you. You're, you're the one who goes. And by the way, it's a little weird watching the purple versus red. I mean, it's, it's a little hard on the eyes. It's an odd combo. And then you you throw into that Drew color Drew Crawford's weird skin color, and it's a it's a weird triumvirate. I may have to bring another pair of glasses. <laughs> by the way, Drew Crawford's dad and Drew Crawford, one of the star guards for a Northwestern. His dad, you know, an NBA ref. Yes. Okay. Yes. He sits about seven seats below, and our seats aren't good. I would have thought Danny Crawford, NBA ref, father of one of the star players, you'd think he would be in the preferential section, right, Doug? He's he's not he up was, in the rafters, but he's he's up in the midsections with us. Well, maybe a guy that's like so used to being on the court watching basketball games really likes to get back and get a different perspective of the game. It's possible. 
maybe he gets bugged too much by parents, players, celebrities. Maybe he feels like he can get away. Not that he's, you know, any big, most people wouldn't recognize the guy. But anyway, it, it's kind of fun to watch him when the referees make calls, especially against his, his uh, son, Drew. And he, He's not afraid to be animated in his disgust with some of the referees' calls, and of course he's an NBA ref himself. I get <laughs> slightly entertained. Well, he's shaking his head. A couple times he actually stood up from his seat, did a couple of three sixties, shook his head, and sat back down again. <laughs> really? All right. So we got Wisconsin Northwest. Then I'm coming home, of course, watching Bear Packer, and then right after that, Jets and Steelers. That is uh, OSU and Illinois, Wisconsin Northwestern, Bear Packer, Jet and Steelers. Big dog, I'll be in Fantasia on Sunday. Sports Fantasia. Well, hopefully, I'm watching the 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 Jets versus the Steelers, coach, because that means the Bears have won. If the Bears lose, it's gonna. What? I don't know. If, I don't know if I'll be able to watch it. What? Come on. As a football fan, as a sports fan, yeah. and third yeah, and not least as, as a, a avid professional covering sports talk radio, how could you not watch game two? Don't don't even get me started with this. Don't even question my my football fandom. I can tell you <laughs> who was in every single championship game of my life and what was the story of the game. It's a, like I said, if the Bears lose this game, it's going to be very difficult for me to sit through another football game afterwards. Okay. Okay. I would have a very very sorrow heart. I actually care whether the Bears win or lose. Okay. So I might not be able to move from the couch and then I'll look up and it'll be the middle of the second quarter. You know what I mean? There's something like that might happen too. Mm-hmm. I'm not you know. Okay. I, you know what, in previous years, and actually, you know, you and me are of different generations. So back when I was your age, I probably would have felt that way. I don't know if it's my age or if it's this team. I'm rooting for the Bears, but but I, but I can't say it's, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not 100% in. I'm not heart and soul. I'm not going to be crushed if they lose. I'm almost embarrassed to say that, but that's the way I emotionally feel right now. This Bear team, it's fun to watch, but they have not captured my heart and soul. I don't. I don't know why they haven't, Coach. They do so many things right that that, you know, as a guy who calls himself coach, you would think a team that was so fundamentally sound yep. in so many important areas of football that mm-hmm. you would. But at, you know, I guess we have two different <laughs> expectations of our team. But I will tell you this: they've been lucky all year, but they've also been really good all year. So, yeah, and and they've gotten better. They've had horrendous weaknesses that they've been able to fix. You would think you of all people would really be be able to take a take a shine to this team. Mm-hmm. Realize that at one point they looked horrid, and that they fixed so many different bad spots of this team, mm-hmm. and now they they have a chance to go to the Super Bowl. Yeah, particularly the offensive line is a shining example of what you're talking about. A kind of a a rags to riches story, underdog story. They were embarrassed on national TV, worst line in the NFL, and they've gotten better. They stuck together. They didn't uh, have dissension. Mike Tice kept them together. They've improved. So that, that that group kind of encompasses everything you're talking about. You can root for that group of five. Oh, absolutely. And uh, I, I tell you, they've got a star. Maybe not a star because your offensive lineman will never be a star. But I, I think they got a, a bedrock, a foundation for the future in Jamarcus Webb. Yep. And think about saying that three months ago. Mm-hmm. And, and, and now, I'm telling you, Coach, he played – so well against Seattle, it was just remarkable. So if he can play anywhere near that good this week against uh, Clay Matthews, 
uh, Jay Cutler will have time. And if he has time, the Bears have a chance to score some points offensively. Yep, Jamarcus Webb, Frank Omeo, Roberto Garza, of course, the veteran Olin Krutz in the uh, second year. Really, he's a rookie. Chris Williams, those five have come together. It's been a good story for the Bears. They'll be tested. Definitely, you not only got Clay Matthews rushing for the Green Bay Packers, but uh, you have, you never know when. And you never know where, but when he does it, he's effective. Charles Woodson, great cover guy, but boy, big dog. When he decides to go after the quarterback, he gets there. Yeah, yeah. And, and uh, it, it'll be weird. They'll have you'll send your wide receiver in motion, and Charles Woodson will be in motion with the guy. And all of a sudden, the crack of the ball, the snap of the ball, your wide receiver goes downfield, and he's blitzing off the edge. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I've I've never seen that before, where uh, a guy actually. <laughs> Covered a guy in motion is the guy that blitzes. I mean, they do it so many different exotic blitzes. It's 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 really remarkable. Mm-hmm. And, and they do a lot of stuff where people don't blitz at the snap of the ball, and they play run. Then no run blitzes, just like just read and reaction. And then after they realize it's a pass, three guys come. I mean, like it's very very difficult for offensive linemen to pick up. Little NFL championship talk Sunday, two o'clock. Bears Packers. You want to talk some? Uh... Bear football, Packer football, championship games, Jets and Steelers fans, eh, we'll take your calls too. 888-463-6748, the phone number, Big Dog, and the coach at your service, Big Dog, our football expert. He'll be making his Beat the Schmoes football predictions right after our first break. And I will say this about your predictions this year, Big Dog, and in the playoffs, they have been uh, succinct. They've been thought out, common sense. They've been educated. The only thing they haven't been, is good. <laughs> is right in the end. <laughs> yeah, I'm two and six. Normally the playoffs is where I dominate, coach. I've had, I've had ten and one playoffs, nine and two, and yeah. here I am, two and six but against the spread in the playoffs. The way so. you make predictions, though, it's so confident. You make tremendous. Everything's great about your predictions, except the end result. Uh, one year I was bad. <laughs> I mean, legitimately. Why don't yeah. you bring up the years I went ten and one in the I'm, playoffs? Yeah, no, you no, don't no, do no. it. You've had you've had a great streak. You're our shining light. No question about it. Me and David Olson are just pulling the caboose when it comes to beat the schmoes. I got a feeling you're going three and zero this week. I got me a feeling. I, I certainly hope so, Coach. Yeah. Either that or it's the bad feeling I got from my dream last night. Very disturbing dream last night, Big Dog. Uh, what happened? Well, I can't fully get into it, but I did wake up uh, in the middle of the night, looked over at my wife. She looked a little bit like national anthem singer Jim Corneliuson. And then right after that, and again, I haven't meshed it all together, but it was something about Green Bay nose tackle B.J. Raja, Raja and an Italian sausage sandwich at one of Chicago's locations. I can't quite put it all together, but trust me, a very, very disturbing dream. Now, the, the Italian sausage was still in the bun, but the marinara gravy on it, right? Yes. All right, good. Yes. Because w- you never know. Ah, <laughs> uh, you're uh, a look, sick, look, sick look, individual. DJ Raji and, like, a small room, that's, like, the worst nightmare you can possibly have. Is it Raji or Raja? Well, it's R-A-J-I. You can pronounce it any way you want to. Okay. Coach. All right. He's a big boy. Plays in the middle of that Green Bay defense. We mentioned uh, only half kiddingly yesterday. They play a 3-4-D with one guy in the middle. But really with B.J. Raja, all 337 and a half pounds of him, it's pretty much like a 4-4 because that man takes up space. He's not a pound less than 360, Coach. He's listed at 337. Yeah, I, I like the fact that, you know, right when they got to Green Bay, they were just basically like, Eat. he's like, okay. I mean, that's all, that's all the guy does. I mean, he is massive. He's one of the biggest human beings I've ever seen. What college did he uh, attend? 
He's a Boston College kid. Really? Yeah, he's a Jesuit coach. A Golden Eagle? Yes, the Golden Eagle. As a matter of fact, uh, that's one of his favorite meals. <laughs> I'll take two to go. Oh, yeah. goodness. How about our uh, fine president of the United States? Possibly. I like this now. Possibly. Risky. A key state coming up in 2012 is going to be the fine state of Wisconsin. Liberal in the past, but they just elected a Republican. I forget it was senator or governor. They got rid of my my guy. What's his name? Uh, Thompson. Feingold. Feingold. Ross Feingold. Great guy. Wisconsin voted him out. So it's heading Republican. Barack Obama not afraid to lose some more Wisconsin votes. He has picked the Bears 20, big dog. Packer 17. Our Chicago-based president hath spoken. Well, he would know because he watches more Sports Center than anybody in America. What is that? A shot at his political uh, dedication? Yes, exactly. That's exactly what I was doing, Coach. I'm glad you're able to figure that one out. Well, I did figure it out. I'm not neither, sure I you, like it, but I did neither, figure it out. Well, that's, you shouldn't like the fact that our president spends so much time watching Sports Center. Talking about it. It's one of the hardest working presidents we've ever had. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. He's, take, he's had more vacation time already than any president that's ever had. That's not true. That's it not is. true. What are you, all of a sudden you're starting to listen to Bill O'Reilly and Rush Limbaugh? I don't watch Bill O'Reilly, Coach. Huh? I don't watch well, Bill O'Reilly. Well, you should watch Bill O'Reilly. It's actually Just a pretty good show. Just because I have an open mind about our president doesn't mean that I'm one of these uh, right-wing bashing people. Coach. Why do you Why do you say he's taking more vacation time than the... He has. Uh, huh? Because he has. Based on what, what particular research? Uh, George Report. There's something I read on the George Report. All right. Credible news site. Top 80 out of 5 million on the Internet. I'd have to I'd have to go with it. What's it called? The Dread Report? Drudge Report. I don't like it. It's, uh, I don't like Drudge, it. Yeah, Drudge Report is a uh, combination of every single news source in I the think world. It's, I think the last six months has probably got taken over by a Republican regime. David yeah, Olson. Uh, from the, that's why they have stuff from the Huffington Post on it. <laughs> Producer extraordinaire David Olson. Uh, according to uh, factcheck.org, that's not even true. Uh, oh, Reagan, Bush, and, and both Bushes have taken more vacation time at this point in their terms than Obama has. Interesting. What, I, 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 don't even, com- are you, I don't have a computer near me. What fact? Yeah, and this, this story's from last week. I'm not a regular so, user of factcheck.org. You fact obviously you can go to org. it, what, and you can type in a question. Yeah. And how how do you know that it's more reliable than uh, Joel's Republican-based Dread Report? It, it, there you go. By the that, way, the Dread Report people it. is not Republican-based. I was kidding okay. you. I was kidding you. But but how do you know factcheck.org is correct? It's not it's not partisan, and okay. they say here's our research here okay. here here and here. All right. Big Dog, uh, last night or the last couple of nights, have you had any WikiLeaks? No, I have not, Coach. Okay. Just checking. Cinemax Cindy, by the way, wants to know, uh, again, on our regular segment, uh, we ask the question each and every day here on the Two Guys in a Mic show, where did the Big Dog sleep last night? I hate to disappoint you, Coach, but I'm at my house again. <sighs> You're killing the segment. <laughs> you <laughs> you got to pump up that social life. Uh, Cinemax Cindy tunes in each and every day, not only. To hear your sports expertise and your football picks, Big Dog, but uh, she wants to know, where did the Big Dog sleep last night? You keep sleeping at home. We might well, lose. Pretty soon, I'm, pretty soon I'm going to be homeless, Coach, which <laughs> uh, 
you know, will be actually really good for the segment. And, I, you know, I'll be one of the few, not, I mean, not the only one, but there's one of the few homeless people with a, with a phone bill and an actual phone. Uh-huh. Actually, not as rare as you think. Not as rare. Seriously, the cell phone is, uh, who was I reading? And um, forget which celebrity it was over in Haiti, which still one year after the uh, the horrible, horrible earthquake and all the things they've had going on is still in terrible, terrible condition. And they described all the um, disadvantages and, and, you know, all the buildings still down and all the dysentery and the cholera, et cetera, et cetera. But despite all that poverty and disaster, she said almost Everybody there has cell phones. Go figure. What are they using? Clear? AT&T? I mean, how can they afford, like, a, a Verizon phone bill? I don't know. But somehow cell phones exist. By the way, i got to throw some kudos out to a celebrity, Big Dog. I read this, I believe, in Newsweek. I don't think it was the Dread Report. I think it was Newsweek. But it had stated, uh, again, talking about Haiti, how, you know, right after the earthquake, everybody was contributing money, and a lot of celebrities uh, went there and helped and were spokesmen, and, uh, et cetera, et cetera, George Clooney, Angelina Jolie, and not to cut down those people. They were doing it legitimately. It was great that they did that. But it was like a follow-up one-year report, okay? And one year after, uh, 80% of the money that was promised to Haiti has not been delivered. Most of the celebrities have come and gone. They listed one guy. One guy who has completely dedicated himself to the cause. He's been there, with the exception of making his movies, he's been there each and every day. He's actually built a location there. I think the quote was, he says, when I'm not working, this is where I will be the rest of my life. Any idea which celebrity I might be thinking of? Mitch Album Coach. The writer? Yep. I love That's Mitch what he's been doing. Well, he wrote my favorite book of all time, Tuesdays with Maury. Well, that's what he's been doing for the last okay. since, for the last like four months. He's got a house right. there, and all he does is basically help people. David Olson, any idea which? And I love Mitch Albin, Big Dog, and I was not aware of that, so that's excellent. Any idea which movie actor? A renegade, burnout in his younger days, and boy, has he matured. He's still a bit of a renegade, but uh, on the positive side. I, I'm going to guess Sean Penn for that's the win. The, that's the guy. Sean Penn. So all the other celebs have come and gone. He has dedicated it the last year. He's been there each and every day, Big Dog, and he says that's where he'll be the rest of his life. Still kind of a douchebag, though. Yeah. uh... Don't get me wrong. I think he is one of the greatest actors of his generation. Yep. But politics notwithstanding, I think he's a real douchebag. Don't hold back your feelings and tell uh, us no, anything. Seriously. Well, he's much seriously. less of that word that you said, much much less, based on what I read about the guy who, you know, and not getting all the limelight, big dog. He's not. He's doing it behind the scenes, which I give a lot of respect for. He's a weird dude, and he is a hell of an actor, by the way. Oh, he's phenomenal. Yeah. And I feel very similar to how Dolphin uh, feels about a man that man can act. I mean, seriously. So uh, I mean, anybody who's acting like a stoner nowadays is just doing a blatant ripoff of uh, Fast Times at Richmond High. <laughs> one of the classics of all time. Arguably one of the top ten comedic scenes of all time was when the pizza was delivered to the history class. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Dog, we are going to take a quick break. When we come back, we got to start breaking down the games. And, my friend, uh, not to put pressure on you, beat the Schmoes football picks coming up. I'll let you make the choice, Joel. You can... 
be the leadoff hitter, the two hitter, or the three hitter, but we got to make our picks. We got to analyze the game. We'll talk some football, break it down. 888-463-6748. Big dog, the coach and producer extraordinaire of factcheck.org, Mr. David Olson. are open for your calls on two guys and a mic call 888 go for it once again here's the coach john cone and the big dog joel radwanski on talkzone.com big dog i've never been hit by brian urlacher but i'm gonna guess if you did get a clean shot from urlacher your head is gonna sound a little bit like the music david olson and i use the term music very loosely was playing between the break I will. I will honestly say that was one of the best break music <laughs> I've heard on our show. I got a headache. I don't know about you. That oh. one I like. Oh so. goodness! Find me an Excedrin very quickly. Eight 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 four six three six seven four eight. Dog, you have all week to think about it, analyze it. You've done your research. Hopefully not too much, because we know we can overanalyze these games. So step outside the box a little bit. You've had a chance to take a deep breath, let it all exhale. What happens? Bears, Packers, 2 o'clock Sunday. How do you see it coming out? Uh, Coach, the Bears are three-and-a-half-point underdogs. Are you serious? At home? I will take that three-and-a-half in a heartbeat, Coach. Uh, I I just love the fact See, this. Everybody falls in love with quarterbacks, Coach. It's always, oh, this quarterback and this quarterback. You know, when it all comes down to it, it's going to be whoever blocks and tackles better. You get a little return by Devin Hester. Uh, you get a little pressure on Aaron Rodgers, and I mean real pressure. I'm not talking about running at him and missing the tackle, having him go outside the pocket and then complete a 50-yard pass down the field. I mean, actually uh, hit him with he's get, when he's got the ball in his hand. Uh, I really like the Bears in this game, Coach. It's you know when the Bears played them early on in the year, they it, they ended up beating them, and then when they lost in the seventh, 17th week. I don't feel like it was too much of a loss. I mean, the Packers really needed the game. The Bears didn't. I like the Bears in this game, Coach. I'll take that three okay. and a half and smile. All right. Very good. Give me give me an idea. Beat the Schmoes football pick, so we'll make three picks. You want to compete against the Schmoes. Other shows play beat the pros. We play beat the Schmoes. You can do it via the email, Mike2GuysAOL.com, or give us a call and make your picks on air, 888-463-6748. Big Dog, uh, give me an idea how it might play out defensive offenses how do the bears actually pull out the victory uh the the way the bears are going to pull out the victory uh number one is going to have to score points and i don't think it's going to be a uh you know a 2017 game it's probably, probably right in that range actually maybe like 23 20 it's not going to be 10 to 3 like it was week 17 but they're going to give up stuff to aaron Rodgers. So, i mean let's face it it's, it's going to happen uh, but what I see is if they're Jamarcus Webb and the rest of the offensive line keep on playing the way they are, and they can actually protect Jay Cutler, all of a sudden when you start putting the Packers in a situation where they have to score, and if they can't run the ball, which they really haven't been able to do all year, so though James Starks had a couple decent games, 
late, and he had a really good game against uh, the, the first week of the playoffs against the Eagles. Well, if you can't run against the Bears and you get one-dimensional and the Bears are scoring points, all of a sudden Aaron Rodgers, who might be one of the best quarterbacks in the league, he still can't carry a team on his shoulders yet. That's what I see happening. And all of a sudden when it all comes back, we're going to look back on Monday and be like, well, Aaron Rodgers is really good, but he certainly needed some help. Okay. And he didn't have it. That's what we're going to be talking about on Monday. Okay. Interesting analysis. So uh, Rodgers will have a good game. The Bears won't stop him. But to some extent, they at least contain him. Yeah. Okay. And and I start seeing all the weaknesses and what was wrong with the Bears early on, all of a sudden coming through their offensive line, helping them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matt Forte, I, I see just that's going to be the story going to the Super Bowl for the Bears is how good Matt Forte is. I, I, I see him having a bust-out breakthrough game. Oh, I mean like a huge game, Coach. Right. 125 yards rushing. About 60 wow. yards receiving one of wow. those games. Yeah, that, that would qualify as a big game. I thought you were going to say 125 total yards, but 125 on the ground, another 50 in receiving, you could chalk up a bare victory, no question about it. I think they will use Forte coming out of the backfield, though. That's a weapon. Packers will be ready for it, but I do think you'll see Forte um, a target in the passing game. Yeah, you're exactly right, Coach, because you get Forte out on a screen one. When you when you start when you have the ability to to dump it off to a back, you got to be worried about where you're sending your blitzes. If Matt Forte could sneak out of the backfield, and all of a sudden you have two guys on block, Jack, Jay Cutler's backpedal, and oh, by the way, he can throw the ball in a backpedal. Mm-hmm. In fact, hopefully he won't do it too much on uh, on Sunday. And uh, you dump off a little screen to Matt Forte, and then BJ Raji is actually the one chasing down Matt Forte. That could that's good news for the Bears coach. Yep. So yep. they expect to see a big, big play out of the screen game for the Chicago yep. Bears. It's almost like, uh, what do they say, when you're being chased by a bear in the woods, you want to run downhill. They have a harder time running downhill. You don't want to see B.J. Raji chasing your quarterback uphill. You want to see B.J. Raji on the chase down the hill. He's a lot less effective in that regard. Yeah, absolutely. And every time he is on the field, the Bears need to make him run. Yep. They, the Bears' idea should be try to have B.J. Raji drop about 15 pounds on Sunday. <laughs> he does that by just going to the bathroom, I think. <laughs> After those six Italian meat sandwiches. Maybe a good strategy. You might have come on on something, Big Dog. What about the first couple pass plays? Olin Krutz and whoever is helping him block B.J. Raji, let him sneak through. Let him chase down the court and just tell Cutler, don't throw the ball unless you got a wide-open receiver. Scramble. Run around. I love B.J. Raji. Chase left, chase right, and try to. Cutler's got, you know, not great speed, but decent speed. You do that two, three times in a row, and uh, B.J. Raji might be rendered useless for the rest of the game. I think you just yeah. uncovered a solid strategy. That's, that's, that's no joke, Coach. When he's on the field, I definitely make him run around as much as I possibly can. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Great analysis from the big dog. All right. So we got the Bears a plus, and you're happily taking that three. Is it three and a half or three? It's three and a half. Okay, that, that half is big, by the way. It's I don't I don't understand it. I mean, I, I can understand everybody's fascination and, and love of Aaron Rodgers and you know the Packers maybe being a two point favorite. And I, I, this should be a pick'em game. It should flat out be a pick'em. But if it was two and a half, I would say coach. I'll just take it as a pick. I'm a Bears fan. I don't need the points. But if it's going to be three and a half, that's something totally different. And, yes, I'll be more than happy to take the points. Happily accepting. That's what the big dog is doing here. It's better to give than to receive, big dog. But in this case, you'll be happy to receive. 
Uh, all right, now the Bears are celebrating, going to the Super Bowl. They're up on the victory stand, but quickly you got to turn channels and check out the other game. Who will be meeting the Bears down in Dallas for Super Bowl XLV? It is the Jet at Pittsburgh point spread, David, two and a half? Three and a half as well. Wow. Yeah, both games three and a half. Okay. And uh, I understand this one being three and a half, the home team. It's a team that the last, that lost to this team earlier in the year woke them up a little bit. They lost 22-17. But they gave up an opening kickoff return to Brad Smith. Brad Smith will be limping around on, on Sunday. They uh, also did not have the best defensive player in the league, Troy Palomalu, for that game. They have him for this game. I will take the Steelers. I'll lay that three and a half points. And that should be one heck of a game. Even though I, I – have you seen the uh, – Bart Scott's interview yet with Sal Palantonio, Coach, because there are parodies going all over the Internet about this thing. I have not. Need to see it? I have not seen it yet. Oh, Coach, turn it away until you actually see the interview, Coach. Mm-hmm. Uh, is, is Sal... one of the funniest things I, I, I have seen. And uh, I, I kind of want them to advance just so we can have two more weeks of the Jets and the, how entertaining they've been. Oh, my goodness. Now, before I check it out on YouTube, I want to double-check a Sal Palantonio fully clothed. Uh, luckily, they only have them from nipple up, Coach. <laughs> Not sure if that's a yes or a no. Uh, all right. So, now, game three, beat the Schmoes. So you got Steelers, the favorite. You got Bears, the underdog. And our uh, over-unders are 38 and 43, I think. Jets and Pittsburgh, 38, Bear Packer, 43. Or you could pick a college basketball game, big dog. Final pick for beat the Schmoes. What's Ohio State and Illinois? Do you have any idea, Coach? I don't, but we are going to name Ohio State the... Three point favorite. I'll go with Ohio. I'll go with Illinois Woo! and take those three points, coach. Wow. Wow, you're like uh, like the Odyssey. You look like Homer today. Oh, that's good, coach. That's, Thank you. Very I, much. I can do I can do the Iliad too if you want me to. Uh, I remember you doing the Iliad once, and um, it was not a pretty picture. If I were you, I'd stay away from the Iliad. All yeah, right. That's the truth. David Olson's going to make his picks. I will make my beat the Schmoes picks. But first, let's go out to the phone lines. Checking in on line number 44, it's Chicago Jim. Checking in. Chicago Jim, how are you? Doing good today, Coach. Staying warm. How about yourself? Woo! Very difficult to do. About four degrees out there. But our weather forecaster, uh, Shiny Days. Shiny is telling us that uh, the weather, not bad on Sunday, uh, Uncle Jim. I think, uh, what did they say, 22 degrees? So yeah. it's going to, you know, it's going to be cold. Teens. Yeah. What's that? It'll be in the teens. Not but according again. to our weather forecaster, shiny days. Yeah, it'll be in the teens. All right. Okay. Joel's, um, Joel's good, already good set up. picks there, Joel. I like it. Well, I, I appreciate that, and, and and they were from my heart, not my brain, because yeah. my brain yeah, hasn't I, been working well lately. <laughs> the brain sounded real good on your analysis because I was thinking a lot of the same things. A uh, uh, little screening from the Bears. Mm-hmm. Just. You know, similar to what Green Bay tries to pull off, uh, is going to slow down that pass rush. And I think that's in our favor. All of it's in our favor. Being here, being the underdog, we have shined all year as the underdog. Yeah, absolutely. The Bears, if you think about it, they've lost five games, and most of them have been as the favorite. Yeah, so right. i, I got to love the Bears as an underdog. I love this rivalry. Um, the jokes are crazy out there. Okay, so Jimmy's taking the Bears in game one. What about Pittsburgh and the Jets? You're going to go with the underdog, the overdog, or um, three and a half point to point spread? Game two, AFC. 
I think I'm going with Big Ben. I'll take I'll take the Steelers in that game. And uh, I think I'll take the under on the Bears. Under 43 points. is We were surprised, yeah. weren't we, Big Dog, that it was that high? Yeah, but, you know, everybody's like so in love with with Rodgers right now. Honestly, that should be 40 or less. It really should be. Wow. You're talking about they scored 13 points in week 17. They scored 37 points in the third week. It's, yeah, but it, – it, it should. I'm surprised that it's, it's 43 points. In, in defense but. of the point makers, there's a, there's a good reason people are in love with Aaron Rodgers. He's been phenomenal the last couple of weeks. Yeah, but, Coach, remember, they don't put the points at – they don't put the spreads at what they think the game is going to be. They put the spreads at where people will bet it 50% one way and 50% the other. Mm-hmm. doesn't mean that there's going to be 43 points scored in that game. Beautiful. All right, okay, Jimmy, we got your we got your beat the schmoes football picks. Jim, I know from talking to you in the past, you are a uh, chef du jour, one of Chicago's outstanding sports, entertainment, cooks and chefs. Uh, get our taste buds moving a little bit, get the mouth watering a little bit. What items might be on the Chicago gym docket for this weekend? I was thinking about some nice Italian meatballs swimming in sauce, Coach, with a little extra cheese on the side for nice. squeezing. Swimming in sauce, big dog. I can yeah, just see, mine would be drowning in sauce. That's the difference. No, no, no. See, that's why I like Jim. Jim, swimming. That's a better way. Nice, slow backstroke through the, through the sauce. It's the only way to make meatballs. Oh, awfully good. Awfully <laughs> Beautiful. Jimmy, be good. Have a great weekend. We'll talk to you Monday and try to figure out how the Bears beat the Jets in the Super Bowl, okay? Okay, guys. Have a good weekend. Go Bears, <laughs> and I'll talk to you Monday. Thank you, Jim. Later, Jim. <laughs> Big dog, such a such a heartfelt goodbye to Jim. Later. This is a radio show, Big Dog. You're not out on the street talking to uh, you know mom and pop over here. Come on. Sorry, Coach. Little level of professionalism. We're trying our best here. All right, David Olson. Very quickly, dare you? Dare you refute refute the Big Dog's picks? Uh, I'm going to refute both of them. Wow. Uh, I will. I will take. I will take Green Bay over the Bears, and I will take the Jets over the Steelers. Wow. Um, you can't deny what the Jets have done in the playoffs. I mean, they've taken down Tom Brady. They've taken down Peyton Manning. I think they're going to the Super Bowl. Shocking. Wow, two six seeds going to the Super Bowl, according to that would be. David Olson. Yeah, and unfortunately, that's not a very glamorous matchup. That's probably the worst matchup out of the four teams, I think, is Green Bay taking on New York. It just yeah. there's there's no sizzle to it. It's just kind of eh, you know what I mean. From a national perspective, from a yeah. national perspective, that, that's probably who they. What is the game on Fox or ESPN? I forget the Super Bowl. I think Fox. Yeah, Fox has it this that's, year. That's Fox probably who year. they're rooting for at least. But uh, Big Dog, you've been refuted on public uh, international website radio here that talks on you, and your picks have been refuted. Do you have anything to say? No, that's probably a good thing because uh, David Olson and I have been <laughs> agreeing a lot over the last couple of weeks. <laughs> Okay. So that probably means a one and one, right. which, uh, which uh, if that happens, I'm sure David's rooting for uh, him to get the Packer game wrong and the Jet game right. So yeah, no, exactly, exactly. My my heart says Bears, but my head says Packers. Okay, all right. And pick number three, uh, David. Yeah, I got nothing. Got nothing. Okay, so we'll give you a tie for pick number three. All right, big dog. <laughs> I am. Uh, well, you know, uh, maybe he's got more than nothing. 
He spent it all on the first two picks. What can I tell you? You know, the guy's only got so much mental brain power he can put into it. He's got to produce our show, write the script for our show. He's a busy man, big dog. Got two kids at home. Give the guy a break. Uh, I will. I will. (laughs) All right. I will uh, agree with you. I'm I'm going to, you know, I picked against the Bears, I think, the last three weeks. It's their season on hunch more than logic. Actually, my brain probably says the Packers a little bit better, but I just think things have been going so ridiculously well for the Bears. What the heck? Somehow, some way, Lady Luck continues, and the Bears unbelievably find their way into the Super Bowl. It would be truly amazing if they do. And then in Game 2, I've got a stronger feeling. I not only am picking the Jets, I think it's going to be a blowout big dump. Wow. I think the Jets are going to get on a roll. I think you're going to see Rex Ryan grinning. And pumping the fist and pacing up and down the sidelines. Hopefully not pacing too fast because Rex not in the best of shape. We don't have to bring out clear. We don't want to hear that in the fourth quarter. But uh, I think the Jets by three touchdowns over the Pittsburgh Steelers who will lay the big egg. Wow, you're saying three touchdowns, Coach. Jets. That's that's a a big number. In a runaway. Well, that's a seriously big number. Despite that, I'll still take the three and a half points just in case. (laughs) <laughs> and uh, uh, game th- three, I'm going to go uh, over on the Packer and the Bear. The okay. 43 points, though. Yep, I'm going to go over. Got two hot yeah. quarterbacks. Footing is not so good for the defensive backs. I'm going to take the over. Uh, I don't. I think the wind, if it was going to be windier, but I think the wind is saying like 10, 12 miles an hour, so not yeah. too bad. Uh, I With think, those two quarterback arms, uh, that's, you're going to need wins of like 25 yep. plus to really make a difference. Yep, yep. All right, so there we go, 888-463-6748. Any of our listeners, you want to follow up, Jim, make some football picks here, beat the schmoes, you can do so or just talk a little uh, football with the coach and the big dog. Always happy to check out the matchups here, Championship Sunday. And after today, big dog, we're down to one final game. I'm going to assume we're not counting the NFL All-Star game next week. Uh, no, Coach. Uh, I, I, and luck, hopefully, hopefully there will be no Chicago Bears playing in that particular Pro Bowl. Mm-hmm. That's that's their goal every year, to have no Pro Bowlers. So, uh, yeah, there's only three games left. I've been reminding uh, you know somebody that, you know, she's complaining, oh, you're watching football again. I'm like, there's only three games left, okay? Three games until uh, August. So she only met me in October, so the issue is wait until she sees me next September again, <laughs> Coach. Chicago Rush indoor football opening game, April 6th. It's April 6th? I just threw that out somewhere around there. Oh, I'm in trouble then. Uh-oh. Yep. Indoor That's arena football. Fever. Catch it. Very <laughs> exciting. What uh, what kind of venue is Dallas going to be? Brand new stadium out there. What does it seat? Like 100,000 fans? But paint a picture a couple of weeks from now. Uh, how will Dallas be as a host city? And is there any possibility you and or yours might be attending the Super Bowl. Oh, I uh, also my mind told me, hey, if the Bears make it, we're going to the Super Bowl, and of course it was a lie. Woo! Oh, that was a lie too. Yeah. Uh. Wow. Well, the just anybody out there that is uh, buying a ticket for the Super Bowl, make sure you actually have a seat because Jerry Jones pulled a trick on everybody, where there's actually tickets you can buy to Cowboy Stadium, and you don't actually get in the stadium. You have to stand outside and watch it on the big television. And I'm not kidding. Wow. Did you hear about this? No. Some people bought, like, these special tickets. They were the cheapest ones, okay? And basically what it is is, like, if you're not one of the first 100 people in there, you don't get in the actual in the stadium to the standing room. 
they make you stay outside of the stadium and watch the game on this huge television. I'm not joking about this. <laughs> That's not good. No. Not, assuming you, you know, you didn't realize. If you know it beforehand, then, then it's fine. But you go to the game expecting to be in the stadium. You got your ticky-ticky, and you find out, no, sorry, your section is over here. Yeah, people were pretty upset about that. It was, this is the second year of the stadium, I believe. So, yeah, it was, it was last yeah. year. And, you know, Jerry Jones Dome opens up, and you don't actually get to go in. <laughs> but, like, the tickets were only, like, 35 bucks. Yeah, but which so. is fine, again, if the people know beforehand. But if they weren't told, and all of a sudden you find out, hey, 35 bucks, good news, you got to go over here. Hey, but, sir, that's outside the stadium. That's right. That's where your seat is. I mean, no problem, but just, you know, as long as the – People buying the thirty-five dollar ticket. Realize Technically, that. it's inside the stadium. Technically, but but truthfully, you can't see the field from where you're at. Okay. <laughs> so that, that's like a it's, I don't know. It's like a conundrum. So you're inside, but you can't see the game. Mm-hmm. Sounds sort of like the holding pattern that you've been into a couple times at Wrigley Field after a few scuffles. I've I have not gotten into a fight in thirty years, except for when I was bouncing. Mm-hmm. And then it was your job to, yeah, or at least break up fights. Uh, all right, real quick, uh, we'll get back to football to finish it up, but just some quick news and notes over the weekend, some sporting events. We do not want to forget Big Dog out in the Coachella Valley in La Quinta, California, the Bob Hope Classic. Yes, PGA Golf is off and running. Our guy, Boo Weekly, is your early leader. And it seems like every week he's winning. You think this could be the year for Boo Weekly? Yes. <laughs> There's a definitive prediction. I, I do see Tiger Wood winning at least one major again this year. Yeah, just one? He's back. He's back, Coach. Just one? Yeah. All right. And then maybe Bull Weekly might win the other three. Or possibly, Coach. It's possible. It's possible. Chicago Bulls knock off the Dallas Mavericks yesterday in NBA basketball. They got no Carlos Boozer, no Joakim Noah. They find a way to win. They're 19-4 and at home in the year. The Bulls are rolling, big dumb. Yeah, they, they're rolling, and they talk about winning ugly yesterday. Oh, my goodness. Uh, they score 82 points and, and, and win, and Derrick Rose shot the ball like 900 times. That's ridiculous. Pass them. You're a point guard, okay? Yep. If, if, you're, if you're shooting less than 30% from the field as a point guard, you should not take more than 10 shots, okay? And this whole thing, oh, he was trying to put the team on his shoulder. He led him to a victory. Yeah. No, no, that was an ugly, ugly yep. defeat. I mean, ugly, ugly win, Coach. And they're not going to win a lot of games yep. with him being – what was his final stats, like nine 29 for, from the field? Nine for 28. Okay. That's bad. Okay, that's yeah. really and bad. I completely agree with you. The, the downfall of the Chicago Bulls, as spectacular as he is, their downfall eventually could be Derrick Rose trying to do too much. You've got, This is the deepest Bulls team yet. There are scoring threats around. Make your teammates better. Give them the ball. It will open up things for you. The guy's a spectacular player, no question about it. Yeah, but stop. But I, I will. I will tell you this: this isn't your. This isn't your grandpapa's uh, Dallas Mavericks. They play some D down in Dallas nowadays. Mm-hmm. Seriously, they really do. So, who's their coach? Rick Carlisle. Rick Carlisle coaching. I think his 16th different NBA team. He, before his career's over, his goal is to coach every team. Gotcha. Got a different haircut every time he coached. Good-looking guy, though, Rick Carlisle. Good-looking guy. All right. Also, uh, it's not like into California. It's a little bit further southwest, whatever direction it might be. We're talking Melbourne, Australia, one of the four major tennis tournaments as we're going on, Big Doug, while you're watching Bear Packer football. Don't forget to check out one of the Novas playing in the Australian Open. 
I'll be. I'll check out as many novas as I possibly can, Coach. <laughs> That's the best part about tennis tournaments are novas. I was afraid of that. Give me a quick. Uh, uh, the chances of winning, uh, number ten seed Shahir Peer from the women's side. Uh, she's got, well, how many people are left in the tournament? I think we're down to the final thirty-two. It just started. Oh, she's got a one in thirty-two shot. So. Thank you very much. How about Nadia Petrova? She knocked off uh, Molik yesterday. Six four six one. She's the thirteenth seed. Any chance that uh, Nadia could become one of the more famous Petrovas? Yeah, she's got a one in thirty two shot. Thank you very much. How about Kim Kleisters, who had retired for many a many year, came back a couple of years ago just for fun, and just for fun happened to win a couple of majors. She's now the number three seed overall. Can Kim Kleisters take your mind off the Chicago Bears on Sunday, Big Dog? It's, uh, no, that's that's a, a one in a trillion shot that, uh, that I watched that instead of Chicago Bears okay. uh, football, and that's determined that if she really is pregnant, that I happen to be the father. <laughs> and even then, you still probably watch the Bears. Uh, then it's a 50-50 shot. <laughs> and there is a number 12 seed, by the way. I don't know if it's uh, in the family tree or not. You may have to go to David Olson's um, factcheck.org to check this out, but the 12 seed is Agnieszka. Radwanska. It's not Radwanski, but it is Radwanska. Possibly. I'm this to you, Coach. I am related to the girl. Uh, in in Poland, A means you're a woman. I means you're a man. Wow. Radwanski, Radwanska. Okay. It's the same exact last name. It just basically determines the sex. Interesting. Can I give you a homework assignment? Can you give me the uh, the family tree when you come back on Monday? I'd like to know your connection to the number 12 rated female tennis player in the world. No, I don't have a family tree. I do have a family rock, though. <laughs> What's that supposed to mean? I'm not exactly sure what it is, but it's etched okay. into the rock. How about on the men's side? Number one seed, Rafael Nadal. And you guess, guess who the- he's, got, he's got a one in two chance of winning it. Okay. <laughs> it's either he or Roger Federer, huh? Yeah, Federer. <laughs> Uh, you just did a rather unveiled shot at my favorite tennis player. And remember, I had a male, a man crush on this guy a while back. I'm over it now, but for a while, I had a strange attraction at number four seed Robin Soderling. You, you know, I, you know, honestly, his dad was a welder. Did you know that? <clears throat> Soderling? Yeah. I did not. Is he related to Radwanska by any chance? Not that I know of, Coach. All right, moving right along. Uh, if you're bored this weekend, Big Dog, and we did mention uh, 29 days, 29 days till pitchers and catchers report. Lions and tigers and bears, pitchers and catchers report. 29 days till pitchers and catchers report, but I should mention the uh, White Sox Fest is this weekend at one of Chicago's fine hotels. It will include tonight a um, roast of Ozzy Guillen, which should be pretty entertaining, Big Dog. No, I mean, that guy can take a joke. He seriously can. Ozzy, you can, like, basically tell Ozzy Gann, blank off, and then laugh about it, and he'd be like, <laughs> okay. So that, and plus the fact that he wears his emotions on his sleeve, that could end up being one of the greatest roasts in the history of professional <laughs> sports. Honestly, if you think about the potential for that. Yeah, that, it's like pretty the good. The other day there was a, a roast of Tony La Russa. Who knows anything about Tony La Russa besides the fact that he fell asleep at the wheel uh, one morning coming home from a spring training game? I mean, really, there's there's nothing we know about Tony La Russa. So it ends up being really good. All right. Sox Fest, you can go down and get autographs of all your favorite Sox players if you can figure out who they are. And uh, you're right about the Azzy and Rose. Certainly... For the script writers, there's no lack of material with Ozzy. No, not at all. Not at all. 
I actually know one of the guys that was writing material for Ozzy. Oh, for for this event. Yeah, for this event. So Ozzy's yeah. going to get a chance to get up. Oh there yeah, yeah, yeah. I, Ozzy's going to be firing back. Well, that that could well, of be. Course, of course, they have to fire back. But yeah, I know one of the one of the guys that they brought in to write for Ozzy. So. <laughs> oh goodness, they may have to head down there tonight. That could be entertaining. Yeah, that would be that's worth it, coach. That could end up be one of the best things that we've seen in Chicago in a long time. <laughs> I would mean I would much rather go to that as a diehard Cub fan and a diehard Bears fan than I would to the. The 1985 uh, Bears reunion where they all stood up on uh, or sat up on some table and they talked about the memories of the season. <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> you know, and I don't even. I mean, I'm not even a big Ozzy Gein fan. Yeah. I would. I would love to be there. All right, big dog. We got to wrap up the show. Great job all week. Sit back seriously. Enjoy some Sunday football. And I, I do hope your beloved Bear can pull out a victory. Okay. Oh, uh, coach. So do I. So do I. All right. We'll talk to you Monday. Bears and Jets, baby. Bears and Jets. Go Bears! All right, big dog checking out. David Olson, our producer. Phenomenal job all week long. We appreciate everybody listening out there. We'll be back at it Monday and talking about our Super Bowl compatriots and other things that happened over the weekend. Have a great one. TalkZone.com, two guys in a mic, signing off.